0: It's like people only do things because they get paid. And that's just really sad. Ah!
1: Ah! And welcome back to Reboot Demon, the podcast that just won't die.
2: Yeah, we're trying to try to keep us down via not paying attention, but still here.
1: I am your co host, Griffin.
2: My other co host, Alex, is not prepared for this
1: energy. <laughs> man, it's good to be back. Yeah. It's like, yeah. Ah, you know, like, <laughs> <laughs> I don't know, man. It's just good to be back. I enjoy doing this, I enjoy hanging out with you. All right. Yeah, same.
2: How you been, Alex? Uh, I don't know. Pretty good. Doing about the same. Um, Days are. It's finally not dark at five p.m. anymore, which is fantastic. (laughs) But I think we're about to do daylight savings or back to standard time. I'm sure that'll fuck with me somehow. But we got real long days. Yeah. Um, Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. I watched. Watched a slasher movie called They Them. Have you heard anything about that?
1: No. It's a it sounds.
2: Movie. It's a slasher movie happening at a gay conversion camp. <laughs> oh, okay. Okay. Um, yeah. And there's a non binary person there.
1: Or, yeah. What? Well,
2: yeah, it was alright. Is, like,
1: was... is is the name like a play on like the killer? Is the killer like schizophrenic? Hence the they them or like no, it's just a reference to one of the characters'
2: pronouns. Like the okay, movie is they slash them done in the right. Way people would write out their pronouns. Um, <clears throat> it wasn't. It was weird. Kevin Bacon plays the main like bigot guy. <laughs> And he comes, on all, yeah, he comes on all kind of hippie and nice at first, but then <laughs> it's slowly revealed that, like, this feel-goody... Like, it's a conversion camp from the start. But all sure. those gay kids are kind of put off because Kevin Bacon is, like, oddly, like, okay, we're not going to talk about God. I'm just here. You know, you're here because your parents made you do it. I get that, or whatever. Um, And then well, it and quickly devolves into, like, and Jesus says... They don't quite get to the Jesus stuff, but it becomes quick. It Clearly, like, it becomes... Clear pretty quickly that these people are the first sort of cracks that show, or that they're like gender essentialists or like turfs, basically, and that's kind of how it starts. And then it like unfolds into more and more bigotry. And then in the background, they start getting axed. Yeah. So and then also in the background, like as these kids are being menaced by these turfs, in the background there's just someone killing off counselors. (laughs) It's kind of like two movies. Oh, they're
1: targeting the counselors.
2: Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Okay. None of okay. the, none of the kids right. get killed in it, which is. I was like worried. I'm like this has the potential to be awful for a number sure. of reasons. <laughs> of course. <laughs> but no, it was okay. All um, right. No, that new party down has been fun. I'm enjoying it. Has it? Okay. All right. As a big fan of the original, I approve.
1: Um, Last of Us and Shrinking is still fantastic. Mm. Those are both very rewarding to watch. Um, aside from that, uh, some big news yesterday, actually. And I guess I should, uh, kind of rip the bandaid off of this. Alex, we're now a sponsored podcast. Oh, okay. Uh, Reboot Deboot would like to thank Sagittarius Heart publishing company, um. Sagittarius Part Publishing uh, Publishing Company is a new up-and-coming publishing company. They have one book and one author under them right now, and you can go check out uh, the book, which is titled Bedtime Stories and New Fairy Tales. It is a children's book, so it's perfect for uh, babies up until about, I'd say, fourth or fifth grade, and it's great to read to your younger siblings, you know, little sprouts, all that. Um, the second bandit I have for is I am Sagittarius Heart Publishing.
2: Yeah, it was. It was like this sounds like Astro yeah. to me. <laughs> yeah, it is.
1: It is my publishing company. That is my book. My kid's book is out. But as publishing uh, Sagittarius Heart Publishing, uh, I now support and endorse Reboot Deboot Podcast.
2: Well, I'll be looking forward to getting paid by you.
1: <laughs> you get a copy of the book. Oh. That's the. That's all <laughs> we're doing here. Great. Okay. <laughs> you'll get a copy of the horror book too when that comes out so it's not you know okay um now alex have you are you aware of the bricklayers accident report no is that
2: what it sounds like like someone spilled a bunch of bricks on themselves
1: kind of it's more of like an urban myth it was like the thing went to it, it was tested on mythbusters Um, It started in the 50s with an accident report filled in by a bricklayer. Are you aware of this at all? Have you heard about this? Uh, No. Okay. Would you like to? Sure. (laughs) So this originally came from 1953, and it is a bricklayer writing an accident report to their um, safety committee. Okay? Mm Mm-hmm. Dear sir, I am writing in response to your request for additional information in block three of the accident report form. I put poor planning as the cause of my accident. You asked for a fuller explanation and I trust the following details will be sufficient. I am a bricklayer by trade. On the day of the accident, I was working alone on the roof of a new six story building when I completed my work. I found that I had some bricks left over, which, weigh, which weighed later were found to be significantly in excess of 500 pounds. Rather than using, rather than carrying the bricks down by hand, I decided to lower them in a barrel by using a pulley, which was attached Ooh. to the side of a building on the sixth floor. You can this, see where this is getting. Yeah, it's like, they're, yeah. They're like
2: rockets up <laughs> dude to the sky or something. Correct. Like, and then the it like falls back barrel, on him. Now that you're yeah. <laughs>
1: Oh, right. It goes up,
2: hits his head into a fucking like a beam or something, and then crashes a bunch of bricks onto him. Right?
1: Right. Yeah. As he goes up, he hits the bricks the first time, shattering part of his jaw. Two hands get wedged on the top of the pulley. He lets go of the rope. He falls back down. The barrel meets him because now it's lost the bricks. So now the empty barrel hits his legs and his sternum. He cracks some ribs and then he falls on the pile of bricks, which gives him some back injuries. And then the empty barrel falls on him again, breaking both of his legs. Classic Looney Tunes scenario. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, I just, I've I've been looking for the report forever and I actually found like the whole, like the actual incident report.
2: Nice. I love that for you. Um,
1: I thought it was pretty funny, um, but yeah. So got the kids book out, doing the horror book, found that. Uh, just playing Rainbow and writing, you know. I've got the space mm-hmm. western that I'm writing, and uh, I'm at the last yeah. Golden
2: Ring boss now. Like,
1: guy. okay, all right. Yeah. Are you? Uh, Rannigan, you're still going LDL for your? Beast.
2: I might have. To, I think I'm going to have to. Apparently both of them are immune to the bleed effect, so I might have to just respec completely to finish this. Ouch! That <laughs> was uh, I was really leaning on that. Ouch! to figure out something kind of cheesy. I don't know. We'll see. But yeah, last one there.
1: And then now, are you going to go back and do the other? Uh, Probably the I other endings too.
2: Maybe I don't know. I know I've missed a significant number of like. You really only have to fight like fifteen bosses in this game to play through the main. Like, to get to the ending credits. And there's, sure. like, 200-plus like out there, so I might go try and find more of them. There's, like, entire large sections of the game that you don't have to do. There's this whole area called the Halligree that is completely optional and super hard. Like... <laughs> there's... Yeah, there's lots of stuff I haven't done. So I might do a new game plus. And I also, like... You you can gate yourself out of quests really easily. So there's like a bunch of stuff I just wasn't able to do because I progressed something too far and then someone dies. You know.
1: Sure. So, uh, are the Elden Ring DLC coming out. Are you going to snatch that up?
2: Probably. Yeah. I'm try okay. Get now. A really, really broken character before that, so that I don't try that hard
1: yeah this is your awakening are you gonna go back and like you know dark souls one through three demon souls remake bloodborne like are you ingratiated i'm thinking about trying
2: Sekiro, um but i don't as far as i understand none of those other games are like open world like elden ring is and the ability to like if i get stuck somewhere just leave and go do something else is really nice i don't know if it works like that in other dark souls born games okay
1: all right, maybe. Well, we'll
0: I,
2: I, I'm
1: I'm happy. So, okay, I gotta. Are you gonna be joining me for Diablo Four?
2: Oh, I don't know. It sort of. I depends. hate
1: I I hate Blizzard. I hate them because they're such a toxic fucking company. But I'm like a moth to a flame when it comes to Diablo. Like I just yeah. can't help myself. And I've been... like Diablo Immortal. Fuck Diablo Immortal. I didn't get involved in that. I'm not interested. But Diablo Four. I can't help myself, I try to get out and they pull me back, Alex maybe it depends on how I guess similar to like
2: Diablo three it is. I wasn't a huge fan of that
1: see for me, I'm counting on how close it is to Diablo and Diablo two, yeah, I guess they said
2: it's going to be more like Diablo two, which might be cool, which I don't know oh, Diablo
1: two was so good,
2: but I think it would depend like I, I played Diablo three and just like got to the end game and then it does weird i don't know the end game uh, not
1: very compelling you were not wrong i I will say this diablo 3 was the weakest of the series diablo is awesome and diablo 2 is fantastic diablo 3 was kind of anticlimactic compared to just how fun 2 was like 2 is just a fun game to play Mm -hmm. so i'm hoping it's more towards diablo 2 less of 3 um but this is not a video game podcast, Alex. We are reboot, deboot. Why don't you tell our audience, hey guys, you're the audience, our hearers, what we're going to be discussing today?
2: Yeah, we're still in uh, Body Snatchers Town. I guess I don't. We watched the 1993 movie Body Snatchers and the 2007 movie The Invasion, which are both remakes of The Invasion of the Body Snatchers. Um, and a continuation of our ongoing series, from of Julie body Gush. snatching. Yeah, no, that let's not say we're into body snatching. <laughs> <laughs> Just taking them, and snatching them. Don't want that out there. <laughs> because you, you say <laughs> as much you want. We'll get some out of context clips later.
1: Yeah, Alex is definitely in favor of body snatching. Alex supports it. Alex stands by it. I'm going to sue the pants off of you and your publishing company. <laughs> uh, so, Alex, what is your experience with Body Snatchers and in the
2: Invasion? Did not know these movies existed. Hadn't seen either of them. Um, like, made no effect on me at all. I didn't, like, I only knew about the first two, and when we were looking up these, I got confused at points because I was like, there's, like so, there's a bunch of other stuff showing up seemingly unrelated and then it's you know, there in the Wikipedia, one of the four like sure. named remakes or one of the three like named remakes that isn't the faculty, which I will say again, I really enjoy. Uh, okay. But other than that, no, I knew nothing about these. I don't think I even looked at the cast list going in, which was a which lended itself to some fun surprises along the way. Um yeah, I don't know. No experience. What about you?
1: Uh, yeah, Same as you. Um, I did look at the cast list, though. So they it wasn't. Uh, yeah. So it wasn't uh, entirely. Um, entirely surprising.
2: I didn't wait until all the way after. I guess during the invasion, I had to look because I was like, is that? Oh, oh, yeah, it is weird. Okay.
1: Are you talking about the, the <laughs> Veronica Cartwright?
2: Uh no, I did recognize her, but there's also like there's a few people in that movie. The Russian guy is the dude who plays the sheriff of Rottingham in Robin Hood Men in Tights. Yes, uh, like,
1: yeah.
2: And there's some more famous people. Uh, an iconic duo gets back together, or a duo we've discussed in the past in other movies. They write in together. the invasion. Yeah. Do you want me to tell you now? Or should we save it for when we talk about the invasion?
1: Let, let's save it, cause yeah. I'm I, I I watched it last night, and I'm trying to think of who's the epic duo.
2: Yeah, they don't get a lot of time together on screen, but they're there, and they're good friends.
1: Okay, you know, all right. Yeah. Well, um, so Body Snatchers, 1993. Before that, there was the uh, 1978 Invasion of the Body Snatchers, and before that, there was the 1956. Invasion of the body snatcher, so we're up to bat for the third time. we got ninety three uh we got uh Forrest Whitaker, we got Arlie uh ermy uh christina Elise Meg tilly uh Billy Rice, and Gabriella Arnoir or Gabriella Arnoir
2: and you you never really gave the like the most famous people now top billing, but they would have a combined like fifteen minutes of screen time, I think maybe
1: <laughs> yeah. Um, early
2: armies in like three scenes, and Forrest Whitaker's in like four maybe he may he really chooses the scenery in those scenes he's in though he really he, he does yeah, he in. does
1: uh are you familiar with uh miss Arnoir's stuff like i i know I learned about her from Burn notice. I was a huge bird notice fan, and she's the main character in that, so now whenever I see her in other stuff, I'm always like, it's Faye!" oh shit, so this was like this was a cool surprise for me I did not, but that was like
2: the main character daughter of the family, yeah, okay. No, I did not.
1: Uh, So going into this, Alex, how did you, uh, see, by now we know the plot. We know, like, the ups and downs. We've seen two versions of it. Stepping up to bat for the third time, what was your expectation versus what you saw?
2: I don't know about expectation. I was more looking for, like, watching it. I was like, like you said, we know the plot. We have a general idea of how this is going to go. So I was, like, more sort of, paying attention to like the overall sort of tone of things like those seem like the big ways they change is like the seriousness or like gravity which with with which these topics are presented um so i don't know this one starts with a voiceover and the camera quality is very like 90s looking and instantly i was like oh fuck is this like a made for tv movie or something i'm not (laughs) excited about this (laughs) I set my expectations pretty low. Like, within, like, five minutes, I was like, I don't think I want to be here. Um, (laughs) And uh, with those low expectations, I was, like, kind of pleasantly surprised going through, honestly. Sure. Yeah. I don't... So, a big difference is, like, it's a family this time. That's the main difference, right? And then... The the sort of the main character is the daughter, like not really, well, the dad a little bit too, but mostly the daughter and the kid. The dad is the IPA guy this time, um, and the mom is a stepmom, and she instantly becomes evil and does like the evil stepmother <laughs> thing. It's fun. Her walk. There were some some actually spooky moments in here, like her walking naked out of that closet after she gets body snatched. Was I was like, ooh, this is weird. Um, they should like
1: that happened. So, like, also, <laughs> like okay, so
2: down full bush,
1: <laughs> yeah, <laughs> <It's> crazy. <laughs> so, this uh came out May 15th, uh, or uh, 1993 at the Cannes Film Festival, and then we would get it January 14th, 1994. The budget was 13 million dollars, the domestic box office was only 428,000. Yeah. I, I know. I mean, Swing and a miss,
2: right? It was, yeah, it wasn't amazing. Like Forrest Whitaker shows up pretty early on was like, oh shit, Forrest Whitaker, and then he kind of
1: disappears for an hour. Um, there so this <laughs> it takes place in an army base. Oh, uh the yeah. The the EPA man is taking his family to work at this army base because he is there to make sure that the chemicals and things that the army are storing are being held within standard. The army, but they're
2: barrels with skull and crossbones scraping <laughs> <it on them. laughs> and no other no other labeling. It's great,
1: and uh, it's already by the time we get there, the snatching has already begun. Yeah, like people are already a-
2: like alienized. Um, yeah, very much like the '70s one, where by the time they realize, it's like it's already like 90 percent of the population are in the area or something. It seems like yeah, it takes like two days for like all but ten people in that army base to be got.
1: Now, the mother is the first one to get taken, and like the be the kid, the baby boy Andy the kid he like sees the mother ash and then she walks out of the closet totally you know full bush as i <laughs> put it <laughs> and um that scene was yeah wild. from there and it's the way like the body
2: is decomposed i was like oh, oh this is actually pretty cool this is neat and like i loved how they in this one they do a much they do a really good job, in my mind, of showing, like, the connection between the replacement body yes. and the human body, which has been, like, not a strong point in any of the movies up to this point. So no. they show <laughs> the bodies growing, and they grow kind of like a root ball somewhere nearby. So, like, someone, like someone's falling asleep in bed, and then all these, like, vines start growing into them. Um, and if you get woken up before it's too late, you can whip them all off of your face and stuff, but there's a couple of really good scenes where you see, like, a malformed body uh like a malformed replacement body like get revealed and it's like this weird little husk it's kind of like a Benjamin Button scenario
1: <laughs> um it now it, it's interesting because from 78 to 93 78 seems like such an iconic version of that film and 93 seems like a more grounded version of that film, you know? I it would, seems like a more grand it seems like the most grounded version of the concept yet. I don't know if I would say
2: grounded, it seems like almost lighthearted to me in a weird way. Sure. Um, like, there was, it was no, I don't know. Okay, so the daughter has like, this cool edgy friend whose mom's an alcoholic.
1: <laughs> and whose father's the general? Yeah,
2: and they're just like driving around the army base in a convertible, and then there's like there's this cool, sexy helicopter pilot. <laughs> the Knock off! The... Oh,
1: and the I, of the I hate to. Top Gun. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I hate to interject too. But what the father? When you saw him, did the idea of like uh, Kiefer Sutherland from Wish enter your mind at all? Oh, I
2: was gonna. He kind of made me think of uh, um of. I can't remember the actor's name, but he's like, he's in Stargate and he's really young at the time.
1: It he made muscle. me
2: think of uh James Spader, like young James Spader.
1: Yeah. J- <laughs> yeah. James Spader, Kiefer Sutherland. Yeah. I just, I was like, why is this Kiefer Sutherland from Wayne? Like, and he's just help like me. Like yeah a 90s little ha-
2: man with, with like chin length brown hair.
1: Cause they also, like you said, like the pilot who, and they go drink at the top gun bar that I'm also like, that's clearly that that's trying to like, that, that's like, that, that's yeah, it's trying. He's yeah. trying to be like Maverick. It's taller <laughs> and a little more built, but
2: yeah. <laughs> I mean, yeah. I don't know. Gangs all there. Arlie Army, who is like just military anything, just drop him in there. He's going to do. Okay. Sure. Um, yeah, I don't know. There was this one. I never felt like the main characters were in that much danger at any point. Um, like, I mean, obviously they are, I guess. I would, but I never thought like the little kid was going to.
0: Well, oh. I guess they do have to throw him oh. out of a helicopter at the end. That part at the end was yeah. pretty fun. Yeah.
2: That was really cool. I thought that was like ballsy and neat that they did that. Yeah,
1: so it's rare you see a kid a kid get killed off, especially in the '90s. You never yeah, saw that.
2: And I was actually pleasantly surprised. Like, not, you know, uh, in the past, I don't hesitate to be like, "This child actor sucked," but this one was really good. I thought. Um,
1: yeah, he, he did a good he, job. He uh, he rose to the occasion.
2: Yeah, and so like him. <laughs> Okay, So they fucking, I love the way this movie ends, but it, so they do the normal body snatcher stuff, right? Sort of like slowly people, slowly our main characters realize that something's fucked up. People around. And then them are super quickly. quickly. Yeah. And then things change really quickly. There's that part where like the first, the stepmom does that alien scream thing. It was like, oh, they did the thing. And then they do it like three or four more times. And like the next 15 minutes is like, okay, once was fine. <laughs> not a fan of the pod shriek. I liked it once as an homage. <laughs> like, the fourth time, I'm like, we don't need any more of the. You're on a military base. You can just blare horns. Um, but, you know, they're getting chased. And then the, the cool helicopter pilot ends up. I don't know. The dad gets got. Little kid disappears for a minute. And then the daughter and the kid all meet back up with the helicopter pilot. And they're up in the air. And they think they're all safe. And the kid is a body snatcher. And they got to throw him out of the fucking helicopter.
1: They throw him out of the Which helicopter. Was like... So good, <laughs> so good.
2: <laughs> like, like wow, they they did it. They had they went there. I was pleasantly surprised by that. And then and like, but the, like the voice. The I was like, wait, this movie started with a voiceover. It's got to end with one too, right? And then it does. But it's like it's her talking about like. If only I would have known what things would have been like now. And then it's like footage of her and her helicopter boy- pilot boyfriend missiling military bases. <laughs>
1: <laughs> I would yeah, like they're, real they're, like they're t- taking t- up the... <laughs> I think
2: they were trying to do like a T2 thing, maybe, because it has a similar vibe to some of the Sarah Connor voiceover stuff. Sure. Um, <laughs> that ending was so... Incongruent. I don't know. The tone of this was kind of all over the place. It felt lighthearted at times, and then also <laughs> now we're on a the sti- we're basically yeah like the a- stakes could not be higher. <laughs>
1: yeah.
2: <laughs> yeah, we're <laughs> like, gonna do a uh, army of two scenario for the rest of our lives.
1: It, like so, what happens to Forrest Whitaker though, man? Uh,
2: does he shoot himself? Does yeah, it- he does. Yeah, that's right. That was another part. This and, movie's... like, the, the dad gets snatched
1: <clears throat> off-screen, too. Like, we don't see that. We see him again, and then he is just snatched. Like, he is just a pod person.
2: Yeah. Yeah. But he's, you know, it's really, like, the, the son and the daughter are definitely the main characters. Like, we see them all the time. The son, Or, except for not the son. It's really just the daughter. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> yeah. There were some... Yeah, there were some good switcheroos in here. There were some cool, like, seeing... Okay, so there's a scene where the daughter is taking a bath, and then she's, like, falling yeah. asleep in the tub, and these vines start coming down from the ceiling. Um, you know what that
1: was reminiscent of for me? <sighs> it it felt like a Cronenberg film in that moment.
2: Yeah, the, the vines going into orifices. Cronenberg, <laughs> or, like, the first, like, Evil Dead, or something. It
1: was... It, the, the vines were too, like, they were translucent and, like, slimy. And she is, like, there and exposed. I mean, she's in the bubble bath naked and, like, asleep. And there was something about the vulnerability of the victim and, like, the viscousness of the vines that just, it made me uncomfortable for a minute.
2: Yeah, so, but she's, like, in that tub and those vines are coming out. And she whips them off and then the body falls out of the ceiling.
1: Yeah. <laughs> it's yeah. So it, like, heaves out of the <laughs> ceiling into the tub. I'm like, oh, oh which special effects were great in this i thought they did
2: the exact perfect thing yeah it's like practical it <laughs> seems like it's all practical and they don't you don't see like too much so it's not ridiculous or you don't see stuff in like big wide shots you see like half a desiccated corpse in under a bed or something like when the when the dad's malformed body pops out of the bed and grabs her ankle <laughs> <Ooh>. <laughs> there's <Sure>. a- <laughs> yeah there's some legitimately like really good scenes in the spatter throughout this movie that is honestly held together by a pretty serviceable plot it's
1: you know body snatchers it's fine it yeah yeah it, it's if this wasn't body snatchers i don't think it could stand on its own i think it only works because it has the two movies before it yeah, maybe. I mean, there were, like
2: I, like I said, I would just drop the voiceover. Seems like a relic of the 90s. We don't need that. Which it is. <laughs> You're not wrong. The two lines of voiceover at the beginning that are pretty irrelevant. It's basically just like, if only I knew how things would turn out that summer. <laughs> that it's... We would have ran if we knew, but we didn't. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Later, Now me and my boyfriend are trying to kill the entire U.S. Army.
1: Yeah, Like, that That caught me off guard, too. Um, the same rules apply. You can trick the aliens just by being emotionlessness. Mm-hmm. You can trick them. Yeah, um, it's kind
2: of like a specific set of zombie rules, a specific subset uh, for sure. these movies. Because the, the invasion kind of follows some of those, too.
1: Yeah. Which, they even... I mean, that goes back to... That's just a staple of the genre, right?
2: Yeah, and it's like... I don't know the invasion like these these movies are kind of like zombie adjacent, but the invasion there's a lot of overlap, we feel like
1: um. so and this uh body snatchers um they're in the army base, and then like you know we see the trucks getting you know fort Bragg and fort <laughs> blah 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 and blah blah blah, and they're getting sent out with all these pods that they're pulling from like a lake. Um, it ends with, you know, our, our pilots taking this Blackhawk helicopter and they're just like missling other parts of like convoys and stuff to blow it up. <laughs> yeah. But like, I, I don't, I don't know if that is that one day. Did they do that in the morning? And then they went to re- like, I don't, it doesn't give me a time of, re- I don't know how, cause th- those things don't have an unlimited supply of ammunition.
2: Yeah, no they
1: don't. And like, they can't I, I don't... they kind
2: of burn a lot of fuel. You're <laughs> going to need to like a crew to refuel you at some point.
1: And then it also shows them landing at an army base. And I'm like, I don't Does the like is half of the military pod people now and the other half are fighting. I don't but you okay, know what I'm going to say guess.
2: after having watched both of these, I prefer the open ending. Quite frankly, <laughs> the way it gets yes, red. yes.
1: The we'll talk about the inv- that, the Look, the invasion is its own. I went it into is- this
2: thinking I was going to like the invasion more, thinking like, okay, kind of my this like mid two thousands horror movie, kind of my sweet spot, honestly. Sure, uh, so I was yeah. like ready for that. Who <laughs> <Ooh>, boy, <laughs> it was. Was, so man,
1: with um, ball. yeah, Body Snatchers had some very cool special effects, and had it definitely cleared up. But see, now I still don't understand. Is it proximity based? Because uh, if, like, daughter and pilot, if they fall asleep. I think, Are they gonna be pod people now I, 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 or do I they have to that, be close think, to one? I
2: think this one has the best. I think you have to be close to this one. I think this one has the sort of cleanest uh mechanics behind the swap, right? Because there's it like absolutely sl- does. Because like later they capture the daughter before she finally gets away, like she's captured in that hangar and they have her asleep next to another, like slug, I guess, a blank <laughs> of her. Yeah. And they're like, they're just waiting for her to sleep. Enough so that this thing can, like, suck all of her memories out or whatever. And then someone just comes and interrupts it, and it stops there. And so right, and, like, and like the, the is talking to the pilot. Yeah. yeah. And, yeah. But it has to be, like, it has to be able to, like, reach out and touch you, which is helpful, as opposed to the invasion, where it's just you get infected, and then you fall asleep, and you're done. Um, and, like, there's no second body the Invasion does an okay job, too. I feel like if you... If the sec- I think I just... If there's a second body, the second body should seem necessary in some sort of way, and the way they are swapped should kind of make sense, which is, like, not the way the 50s one works. <laughs> or the 70s. <laughs> or the 70s one, so... I appreciate these two it's... movies for at least explaining in a consistent fashion the way these swaps work. <laughs> that, that I I appreciate it.
1: So you're here with, uh, b- um, like, body Snatchers, and you checked it out. Uh, all in all, when you watched it as its own movie, like, did you go in like, this is a blah, 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 or did you go in with, like, this is its own entity? How did you view this film?
2: I kind of thought it was going to be, like, honestly, I was expecting something, on, especially after that first scene, I was expecting something, like, kind of on par with the Langoliers, maybe. Ouch. Like, <laughs> <laughs> pretty okay source material but maybe a whiff on the execution side <laughs> but i was really i was pleasantly surprised I, I i like i know i'm going in watching a body snatchers remake and i don't know a lot of the pitch i'm just like, like a bunch of mostly actors i don't know made in 1993 <laughs> Sure. Set on a military base. I don't know. It had a lot of things working against it in my mind, but I had a pretty good time.
1: All things considered. All things considered, pretty good time. Uh, you know what? All things considered, I liked it. Yeah. I like Gabrielle Arnoir. So for me, this was just, I was like, cool, let's get to seeing a younger, like this is Faye in the making because I really like her character in Burn Notice. Her and um, the kid both do a really great job in this. Yeah, I, I, it's not a perfect movie and i still think i prefer the 1978 one
2: yeah i mean if someone's like like, like, hey i have exactly enough time to watch one of these four movies which one should i do i'm not gonna be like oh the 90s one for sure
1: (laughs) 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 um I, i i went i watched the movie as i'm like okay this is part of the body snatcher franchise but I want to watch this as its own merit. Like, what if this was the first version of Invasion of the Body Snatchers? And if you look at it from that perspective, uh, I think it does really well if if this was a standalone movie that didn't have any connection to the book or anything else, I don't think it would have been as good. I think that the Body Snatcher title and plot working with the ground that we already had helps this movie a lot. Because yeah. we it already knows like what to do, what not to do, and it already t- it takes the part it takes the best parts of both the originals or like the the first two, and it adds those, and then it tries to be its own thing
2: yeah, yeah, they do a really good, I don't know, and they there's some fun like, okay, so the way that they reveal that certain people have been body snatched, like the girl's mom uh drinks what should have been vodka, but it's actually water and doesn't bat an eye, and the girl's like, okay this is not my mother <laughs> yeah that was really or like the the daycare when everyone yeah. draws the oh, like when the teacher teachers the forgot kids about, draw the that scene was like chilled my blood that was so the little kid looking around and seeing everyone else with those weird drawings like the same drawing of viscera and he's got like his like happy blue sky thing or whatever yeah oh that was so good that was great actually there are really good scenes in this movie like a bunch it's, of them were like, like whoa i'm surprised by the quality of this
1: i i hate to say it but that scene worked so well and it is so chilling i'm yeah. like man i almost wish that was used more in a better movie
2: <laughs> <That's>, well, <you laughs> what? i think this movie is pretty good actually <laughs> the tone is a little weird and it's got like the sort of the like tone and pacing is a little weird. There are yeah, there are moments like that drawing thing where I'm just like, oh, this is actually really creepy and well done. And then there are moments like them missling a bunch of things where I'm like laughing out loud at a moment I'm definitely not sure. supposed to be. Of course. Right. Um which is a really that's a fun place for a movie to live if I wanna watch it. <laughs>
1: All in all, was this more on the up for you or on the... down dam- This sounds like it was more on the upside of things for you.
2: I had a good time watching it. I was surprised. It took me, like, three times to finally, like, get it started. Because, I, like I said, that those first five minutes, like, really... I was just like, of course, Yeah. Everything I, before I, they I get, get to the military you. base. <laughs> like, it took me, like, two or three starts before I finally... got <laughs> through to it, momentum huh? ...to get through that first part. <laughs> um... But yeah, once you make it through there, it was fun. Honestly, I had a good time. <laughs> I was very surprised. So where would you rate this in the
1: franchise?
2: Uh Man, I don't know. <laughs> Let's say three way tie for first, all for different reasons.
1: Um, <laughs> okay. All right. Uh so that was nineteen ninety three. Yeah. And then the next time we would come across this plot. And uh, currently, the last time uh, would be in 2007 with The Invasion. uh, (laughs) Which the additional, um, it was directed by Oliver Hirschbegel. The screenplay was David, (sighs) geez, Kajgernich. Sure. Um, There were additional scenes written by the Wachowskis. Oh, interesting. Uh, and it stars Nicole Kidman and Daniel Craig. Uh, Jeremy Northam is in it. Jeffrey Wright is in it. And guest starring Veronica Cartwright, who was in the 1978 Invasion of the Body Snatchers. Right. Yeah,
2: yeah. yeah. And she's got a cool, like, menacing presence in her scenes in this.
1: Um, This movie came out August 17th, 2007. It is... An English-Russian film. Uh, The budget was anywhere from sixty to eighty million. The box office was forty million.
2: English-Russian film. They couldn't get an actual Russian guy to play Yurish. They got Roger (laughs) Reese to do it. (laughs) Who I love him. He's great. It was just weird seeing him do a really bad Russian accent in this. Sure, sure. To come and go with the wind. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> without, tell me,
1: without the people. The like <laughs> Russian like, is sort of its own pathology, no? Yeah. The problem here is that I find you Americans. <laughs> so I was like, okay. a whole buddy. dinner scene, I was just like, what I is know. going on? This is so weird. I know. <laughs> Why is he trying to eyes wide
2: shut Nicole Kidman right now? She wasn't eyes wide shut. Yeah, no, she's been gassed yeah. before. She knows how this works, sir. I <laughs> then having her out of nowhere being like, well, five hundred years ago you wouldn't be sitting next to a postmodern feminist, but here you are. Like, what? I was, like, oh, I was like, all right, Frank
1: Lloyd I was <laughs> yeah, it's uh, Frank Lloyd Wright,
2: right? Yeah. This one oh, so real quick, did you so we talked about like sort of the the undercurrent, like, themes in the first two are sort of like Cold War paranoia and sure. McCarthyism, right? Did you get any of those vibes in the 90s one? Oh, Absolutely. Okay. Like, for... <laughs> for what? I mean, like, I don't, I don't... Were people just, like, worried about the environment killing them? Like, he's there to scan for those PBT things or whatever, right? There was a scene where the helicopter, where, like, they're playing never have I ever and she's like never have I ever killed a man in the helicopter pilot put some finger oh, down and I was like yeah. was he in fucking Desert Storm and she's like when did yeah. that happen he's like Kuwait I was like
1: oh he was in Desert Storm yeah <laughs> I was like fuck and then like it gets weird for a minute and I'm like yeah don't ask a fucking helicopter like exactly of course he I has <laughs> like you fucking idiot like, <laughs> <laughs> come on like the like... answer is yes the answer is yes he has but what he are you got, doing you
2: know, but he's like wistful and sad about it and not scary about it so he's like yeah <laughs>
1: It gets a little sad. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but so yeah, the the underlying theme of the invasion there definitely does to be some like this, this us one, like uh, us v them mentality. Like uh, I was getting more like sort of spousal abuse
2: kind of as the main under. Seems like there's a lot of like a lot of women. It seems more danger. like rampant paranoia. Well, such a man way to view these problems. Um, wow, <laughs> wow! There's just Alex. a lot of there's a lot of people being like, "I'm terrified of my husband," and there's scenes where you see like a man and woman like in a pairing, and the woman is clearly like just under the surface terrified, and the man has been body snatched. Um, I don't know, but the movies are also not executed super well. They are not executed there.
1: super. We should talk it, about... It definitely... The, the spousal <laughs> abuse definitely feels that way from Nicole Kidman with her husband.
2: Yeah. Okay, we should... So this one starts differently. <laughs>
1: oh, <good. laughs> this one starts with a rocket crashing.
2: Yeah, it starts with, like, a reverse Challenger. This rocket is coming Yikes. in and burns yeah. up on re <laughs> They're clearly invoking
1: <laughs> that, right? Like, Well, no, they're invoking the Columbia because that's the that rocket ship that crashed over... Yeah, Progress. and it burnt over Texas. Yeah, okay.
2: So they're doing the Columbia, but it's called The Patriot? Is that what it was? I think so, yeah, yeah if I remember correctly. This is definitely a movie from the 2000s. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so that, like, this ship kind of burns up on re-entry <laughs> and scatters debris and fly over country. Um, and then our Nicole Kidman, Kidman's husband works for the EPA or something. Some, I don't know. And he's there to investigate it. And <laughs> I love this. So they they're looking at the debris, um, and these scientist guys are like, they got some bits under a microscope, and they can see like these fungus space basically. nerds. Yeah, these science dweebs are. Uh, they're not even good science dweebs. So like they're <laughs> looking, they're looking at this thing under the microscope, <laughs> and they're like, look, there's this weird fungus on it. This thing's clearly like, it survived the freezing cold of space and the extreme heat of reentry. It's very hardy, and it's alien for sure. Um
1: and it has it's a spore. Yeah, like they spore. they make a it's a spore and this, the dude's like a
2: spore, Jesus. This movie basically is a less well executed version of The Last of Us, but made nine <laughs> years earlier, eight years earlier. There's a fungus among us! Yeah, and it's you know a lot of the same also like one immune <gasps> kid who's like really key to the whole thing. Oh my god, this is the last of us. <laughs> See? <laughs> there's no corset, uh but so like the husband <laughs> is like now leaving the crash site in his way to go home and right before he steps into a car this little girl walks up and she goes sir i found a piece of metal or whatever and hands it to him and he he's like he was just in a full-on Tyvek suit before this to look at this crash site and now he's like in his civilian clothes no gloves or anything just grabs his thing cuts his finger open and then he goes home, Nicole Kidman's pissed, they fall asleep, and they show him in the bed next to her, and these transformations are very unpleasant. They start to look like a wet burn victim or something.
1: Uh. (laughs) Now, I I, I want to stop you there. What you just said, Alex, was verbatim what Alicia said last night when we were watching this. Because he is... No, they're in the suits and they're looking at the debris. And then he walks out, and this kid hands him a piece, and he cuts himself. Alicia's like, "Really? How are you going to do that? You're a site, You were just looking at it fully concealed. That's what and I. Now you're just going to walk like, yeah. yeah. Dude, like, she from, said exactly what you. Did. From
2: jump, I was like, okay, this is you got to do better than this, guys. Like, because this movie, the tone is so serious. Um, it
1: really. Like there's they, no Top Gun bar. No, they really tapped
2: hard into like. It's the mid, mid late two thousands. We're gonna be, you know, saw has come out or whatever. The time for subtlety (laughs) is gone. (laughs) We're gonna make this thing fucking creepy, and they try and they don't do a good job. And then that's just such a dumb way for that to happen, right?
1: Like it's. But also, like why? Like okay, why wouldn't he be like? I can't take that. Hey guys, get get, get, get this kid under quarantine. Yeah,
2: this or something because like they already know it's bad news, right? Okay, and then, so, like, that happens. I'm like, well, that was fucking stupid. And then Smash Cut 2, like, okay, he goes home, meets a Nicole Kidman, kind of a dick or whatever. They fall asleep. You see him get all weird in the bed as she's sleeping. (laughs) And, like, because we've watched Body Snatchers, we know what's happening. Maybe if you haven't, you're like, well, that's weird. Um, And then she wakes up alone, and it's been four years. We find out later. So this... Infection started four years. What when we're no, it's this. not
1: a four-year break.
2: Is like she says that he hasn't seen his son in four years.
1: Yeah, he didn't go home to Nicole Kidman. He went they are exes. Oh, he went home okay. to his girlfriend who is a different blonde girl who kind of looks like Nicole Kidman but is not. That's, I thought
2: it was like young Nicole that really can cause they do this shot where they show look at like they do this shot where they show the like I guess his uh his mistress falling asleep and then Nicole Kidman yes. wakes up and it's a continuous shot. Yes. Of just like a blonde woman into a blonde woman. Okay. Cor-
1: yes. You were absolutely correct. I, cause Alicia was like, she, she was like, is this, I'm like, no, it's, they're different women. <laughs> they're not Nicole Kidman,
2: Okay. but well, yeah, they, they, it, 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 it absolutely sm- is. It, it, it is, is a small guy of mine, but that was some bad film language. I'm just going to put that out it,
1: there. <laughs> I, you're, you're not wrong. You are not wrong. It, the only reason I know is because I was like, that wasn't Nicole Kidman in that last scene. And that one is Nicole Kidman. I didn't think That's it the was only Nicole reason. Kidman
2: or either. I just was very
1: confused. <laughs> yeah. What it's a night shot. It's like black, like a uh, black night blonde lady. And then it cuts to sunlight bed, blonde lady waking up. The language of film would tells you this is the same woman.
2: Yeah. Or at least it is badly.
1: Yeah. (laughs) Okay.
2: Okay. Well, that's good. But
1: yeah. So no, no, no. He is that clears up one. Nicole Kidman and her husband have separated. Okay. And he is off doing his thing. He gets infected by the spore that he like cuts himself with because he's not a real science dweeb. And then yeah, you see like you said like a wet burn victim like it like over his face.
2: Because I was gonna be like, this is really fucking stupid again. It takes four years
1: to incubate. (laughs) Yeah.
2: <laughs> or just that he's been <laughs> off doing his own thing, making really different <laughs> for for four years, twice a year. <laughs> sure. Um, um, yeah. Yeah, and then from there, I don't know. From there it's like a lot similar to sort of the seventies body snatchers, kind of sure. Know. She's a
1: psychiatrist and
2: yeah. yeah Um they they do a bit of a reverse from the 70s one where uh, they're focusing more on her. She's a psychiatrist. Uh, fucking James Bond is her, like, buddy who works for the EPA or something. No, he's a doctor, right? He is a doctor. He's a doctor, not a dentist, because what good would a dentist be in this fucking situation? <laughs> um, but our, our classic combo is uh, uh, Daniel Craig and Jeffrey Wright. Jeffrey Wright, who played the FBI agent in Casino Royale, and then later, again, in a different James Bond movie.
1: he did okay all right i was like what classic combo <laughs> yes you were correct jeffrey wright was his contact okay yeah and... that's not a classic combo What?
2: <laughs> <laughs> he's like one of he's like one of three returning characters in a james bond movie that isn't named after a letter
1: i, I was just i was thinking i'm like classic duo i'm like Mike Myers and Dana Carvey, uh, like, and then, like Nicole Kidman, and who? <laughs> like I was trying to think of like who's Nicole Kidman worked with. Booker I didn't even Jeffrey Wright, care. Buddy cop combo.
2: Yeah.
1: <laughs> yeah, he comes back <laughs> for the last cop James cop. Bond.
2: He comes back for the
1: last James Bond movie. You know? I haven't seen it yet. Oh, okay, I'm, <laughs> well, I'm he's, behind. He's like, I I have a lot of gaps. Of uh, I need to see Spectre. I need to see Skyfall. Um, okay.
2: Well. Okay. Once you do all that, you can look forward to seeing Jeffrey Wright again for, like, five minutes. Hey,
1: I look forward to it. Uh, but, yeah, so uh, he felt like he gets taken over. And this time, it's, it like, you get... How is it transmitted? It's blood? It's just basically just you get bodily spores. Bodily fluids?
2: You get, bore, you get spores sneezed on you, is what it seems like. Like, like Nicole Kidman basically gets knocked over and gets a loogie hawked in her face by her ex-husband. And that's enough. She just can't sleep It. She just, now, she can't sleep ever ever <laughs>
1: yeah <laughs> until she gets inoculated at the end which but... is
2: basically the way the 50s one works but there's no extra bodies which is honestly this movie's way worse it's a cleaner way of handling this to my mind
1: <laughs> so okay it. yeah uh, like, like yeah
2: so we're still in she's like in dc or something right um yes it's around Halloween time. We know this because the kids all go trick-or-treating. This was one of my biggest gripes with the movie is this little kid is dressed like Superman. He's wearing a, super- fucking he has a face mask. mask. Yeah. Why does he have I a mask? Superman doesn't wear a mask. <laughs> this kid. Also, the child actor in this fucking sucks. Uh
1: and the character is not I, that I'm- good. <laughs> Both points agree. Both points totally
2: agree. I was not ready to give this kid an inch at all, and this Superman costume really fucking got my it, it, really got my Alex, Alex. I'm Alex. so pissed. <laughs> it bothered me way
1: more than it should have, man. I know. I like, like, this at first, might
2: be the most egregious line step in
1: this whole movie. <laughs> at first, I didn't realize it was Halloween because they didn't really like. Do anything, it's just like, hey, get dressed. And then it shows her holding his hand walking on the street, and he's dressed up like Superman. And I'm like, that's what he got dressed in? Why? And I saw, I'm like, oh, it's Halloween. Okay. But then he puts his mask down. I'm like, Superman does not wear a fucking face. What is going on? Yeah, I was like, what is this? Why? Like, who? Why do they not have Superman in Russia? Like, what? Why a mask? Maybe that... that's maybe that's what Superman looks like in Russia. I don't know.
2: Oh yeah, that really I was like this is not okay, guys. This is bad. <laughs> it,
1: it upset me way more. Like to the point where the entire rest of the movie, I had that image in the back of my head, and it bothered me. Like it stuck with me.
2: Yeah, this movie is also like got way sort of like it's way darker so like right after the um nicole kidman had been seeing a patient before this halloween scene and the patient was talking about how her husband has started to terrify her um now because like he used to get really angry and beat me and he doesn't we don't fight like that at all anymore he's basically emotionless like you know, he would beat Which me up, and that was pretty bad. But I knew he loved me afterwards, and now there's none of that. And I was like, "Well, this is all yeah." I mean, Nicole Kidman, you're probably not that good of a psychologist if this woman is no. using this
1: language around you. Like, so many red flags. And, and Josh, Josh made this advice. Josh made this point too. What was her advice, Alex? Uh, take
2: two of these and call me in the morning. Basically, she <laughs> just gives her drugs and sends her on her way.
1: <laughs> she admits. Like, this woman who is panicked, she is, you know, my husband, he's abusive, but there's nothing of that, which also makes it seem like she's missing the
2: abuse. And I don't know if this applies to minors, but, like, in my job, I'm a mandatory reporter, um, so I feel sure. Like I don't know, Nicole Kidman, you need to fucking get this guy out of the house.
1: Like, or get her but out of that. house. Desc- like, <laughs> this woman describes a... Th- she's like, we have a dog, and the dog growled, and he just grabbed the dog and strangled him and broke his neck, and then she, he just walked out and threw it away. She is describing very viscerally, in detail... How her husband strangled and broke a dog's neck like he was fucking Frank Underwood. How's the card season one? Yeah, and then Nicole Kidman's like, "Okay, well, take this, go back home, and if anything else disturbing happens, no, no, do not send her back home." What are you talking about? Like this, this woman's husband
2: is gonna kill her, and it would legitimately be Nicole Kidman's fault. (laughs) One hundred percent, one hundred percent. But anyway, so I wanted there's that story about the guy killing the dog and the dog being agitated by body snatchers as we you know like the audience knows or sure. if you're cultured like us and i've seen three of these now we know what the cause <laughs> of the dog barking is <laughs> um but so there's that halloween scene and then there's like this group of four kids one of them is like a little fucking weirdo i'm pretty sure he's body snatched and this dog's all pissed off at him <laughs> get breaks out of a house and chases oh. him down and the dude like throttles the fucking dog's nose so hard that it gets blood all over him and looks like he got bit, but it's, he's just covered in dog blood. Yeah. That part was intense and weird.
1: <laughs> and it's also like... Like, when everyone's, oh, he's just farmed a kid, blah, blah, blah. I'm like... That kid's not reacting to the fact that he almost got his head ripped off by a dog. Yeah, again, I, I don't know a anyone not who's a that very calm. Good
2: psychologist, because she does psychoanalyze a kid at one point, but it's like the mom is just like waves it off or whatever. Um, yeah, but I don't know. I don't. <laughs> I don't know. Maybe she's not a very good listener or something. Um, and then also, while this is happening, her ex husband is like trying to get back into her kid's life, which she doesn't want all that happen for a good reason. Kind of sucks, but uh, sure. Yeah, and then what? From there, it's like we sort of start to realize people are being body snatched now. Someone she finds like that weird skin, like sloughed off stuff. Yeah. Oh, oh, and then she—it's—it kind of looks like Daniel Craig. If you ever put, um,
1: if you ever put like glue on your skin and then let it crack, imagine if that was wet.
2: Yeah, kind of like that, or like a uh, spring roll wrapper, maybe. Sure. Before it's actually <clears throat> yeah, kinda of like that. With like Before it's golden and delicious? Stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so they she calls Daniel Craig, they take it to Jeffrey Wright, who is like a good science dweeb. He like has equipment and doesn't just like lick <laughs> stuff randomly. <laughs> um and they find out that like well, they very quickly I don't think they have any right to like be able to know all of this from just looking at like a couple of cells but they're like okay so there's white cells here there's these other cells that look like they've exploded and there's also this chemical that gets released during REM sleep so based on all that we can determine that something happens when you're asleep that's the catalyst for these things breaking out and they kind of like you know blah, blah blah like they like yada 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 their way into being like this is how, <laughs> this is how it gets transmitted <laughs> this is what's going on Um, it
1: it turns into the thing a little bit
2: it does a little bit yeah they do an okay job with like being uncertain who's who there's a few like there's a few very tense moments um and then sort of if this is this in the movie where things start to start to like break and get a little wild like where the thing picks up there's a (laughs) there's a couple of scenes of like they they do an homage or just straight up recreate that scene from the 70s one where they're in a car and just some like some street weirdo is like they're coming for us they're coming for all of us the they, woman yeah that woman so they do that with the woman <clears throat> in this movie too but then she's running away and i was like i was like she's going to get hit by a fucking car like really jarringly you <laughs> can just tell it's going and then a fucking like ambulance or some shit smacks into her really hard <laughs> and then I, I laughed there too because it's so jarring and weird and the tone like they're going for like this really dark sort of creepy vibe, but they're really kind of missing the mark a lot of the time. So some of these things that should be jarring just like come off as like weird and kind of funny. You're yep. Totally correct. And this is all after they, they also, so like her and fucking James Bond go to this weird dinner party at one point that I don't understand the point of. It's just like a bunch of rich people hanging out and, talking
1: philosophy for five minutes i don't this yeah. is also after nicole kidman has left her son with his biological father
2: Oh, right 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 yeah because they have a visitation agreement or something but for some reason she's like i don't feel like this is a safe person i'm gonna send my kid there for just three days just to feel it out <clears throat> um oh god and her fucking kid She's got this weird Nokia phone and her kid keeps on sending her fucking FaceTimes over it. Like these super crystal clear videos, which no, there's no way in 2007 (laughs) that was happening. It's true.
1: It's true.
2: Like when did the first iPhone come out? Like 2007, 2008, but she doesn't have one. She has like a big Nokia phone. Like she should be watching videos in like 5p or something. 50p, I don't know. (laughs) The
1: iPhone release, the first iPhone came out June 29th,
2: 2007. Yeah, okay, so, like, around the so, time yeah. of this movie, but, again, she's not <laughs> yeah. using an iPhone, and even iPhones at the time did not have, like, video calling.
1: No, that, that's my point. Even if she had the top-of-the-line phone, it would not have video video quality that good. This little kid is recording,
2: like, cinema-quality postage stamp-sized videos and sending them to his mom. Um... I don't know. That really, that really irked me, too, for some reason. <laughs> it's like, I know it's a sci-fi movie, but we haven't, we haven't earned any of this. <laughs> it's a sci-fi movie, but let's not be unrealistic. In, in name only, though. <laughs> well, it's, like, it's only sci-fi because it involves like, an alien spore. There's no like cool tech in it. <laughs>
1: That's true. That's Yeah.
2: Um, I don't know. They go to that weird dinner. There's a little bit of waxing philosophical about how humans are prone to conflict. And there's also just like stuff about the Iraq War happening in the background all the time, except for the news stories are like, as this infection has been spreading, um, they talk about like, oh, actually, <laughs> like the occupation of Baghdad is over, and they just like signed a peace right. Card. Um, there's like quick clips of Bush, of George Bush, um, not really saying anything, but presumably giving, having like, a good time with other too, world leaders. Yeah, yeah. hit this drive. <laughs> oh Jesus. <laughs> Ah, uh, you brought back a memory,
1: <laughs> uh,
2: Yeah, so they have that weird sort of, like, half philosophical talk, all these older people at the table try and convince Nicole Kidman and James Bond to fuck.
1: Kind of like,
0: <laughs> they <laughs> do not, wait wait I gotta I gotta, I gotta,
1: I gotta time you out right there. They, okay, if that scene had gone on for five more minutes it totally would have led into eyes wide shut, but it does not. So there is no, there is a vibe. You were correct. Everyone at that table
2: is like, you guys should get married. And then one person's like, imagine the children, which is, (laughs) what else is that going to happen? They're not talking about the adoptive children you might get later. (laughs) (laughs)
1: Okay. All right. Okay. I'm
2: good. I'm good. Continue. Um, I don't know. Then more body snatcher shit starts happening, right? Like things really start to break down here. She goes to, oh, um the little kid is like sending her more crystal clear video chats about how her dad his dad's like really fucking creepy and she goes down there to get him. And this is where things start to sort of go ham, right? Like this is basically where the main character will be running for the rest of the movie.
0: Um, <laughs> yeah.
2: So we start, like, the extended chase kind of thing here, where she gets her kid back. They go on various chases. She gets sort of picked up and separated from him at various times. They figure out that suppressing your emotions can trick them, like just remaining calm. She ends up on the subway car with a bunch of people who look like they've been taken over, and then one of them is like, just remain calm. And then the gal he's with is like, don't tell her. Um... she's bleeding crew. from the arm, by the way. Yeah, which is, where like, when she gets in there at first, I was like, oh, this dude's like, that's one of the ones where I was like, oh, so she is terrified, not body snatched. He's probably body snatched. No, they were both just, uh...
1: Yeah, in. they were
2: playing along. <laughs> they give that good advice, were. and then someone immediately jumps up and is like, what the fuck? Get out of here! We're just trying to live! Leave us the fuck alone! <laughs> so things <Yeah>. go poorly. <laughs>
1: It's true. They really they're like just you can get past them if you just show no emotion, and then instantly a group come and one guy's like, "Yeah, he just freaks out." It's like, "All right, good plan." We walking
2: past you guys. Also, apparently, there's a lot of other people in the car who were body snatched, but just didn't hear this person talking in a normal indoor voice. <laughs> Um, they it's go into like, they go into that conductor's car and they hit the emergency stop button and this moving subway stops on a dime and doesn't throw everyone to the ground. They just show like a quick shot. That's of realistic. Sp- Not you. <laughs> okay. <laughs> like, my brain broke for a second. <laughs> what?
0: I'm kidding. It's Let's... moving
2: at a full clip and it stops in like half a second. Everyone should be like goo on the far side of the yeah. car. <laughs>
0: yes.
2: There would be some like momentum shift and yeah. Everyone's basically fine. They kind of <sighs> vibrate a little bit. I don't know. Um, yeah. Sort of more, more weird stuff happens. Uh, they find out at some point that her son is immune to the infection.
1: Because, okay, as they're doing science stuff, they realize that um, people who have had encephalitis or ADMM, uh, ADEM are immune to the spore because the previous illness prevents the spore from latching on to the brain. Okay, yeah. Like, they they show how the spore infects, and it uses uh, some science term to science term itself into the brain but if you've had encephalitis or adem your illness has prevented that from
2: and they show the, the kid does get spored at some point um and there's a really sort of this this moment was cool so like nicole kidman gets picked up by her ex-husband and veronica the woman from the 70s movie right was yeah veronica her? cartwright veronica cartwright um and Nicole Kidman is doing a reasonably convincing job of pretending to be body snatched. She's been up for a couple of days at this point, right? Um, maybe just a day or two. I don't know. But she goes upstairs, like, being sort of held hostage.
1: Oh, no, no, no. That's not, that, that's not Veronica Cartwright. That's oh. uh, just, that, that's her ex-husband's mother.
2: Oh, right, okay. Veronica Cartwright, was she just, like, at that dinner party? That...
1: No, Veronica Cartwright was one of her patients. Oh, and then she the kept trying one. to get away. And then, yeah. yeah
2: yeah 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 okay who ends up getting body snatched thanks Nicole Kidman (laughs) I kept on wanting to be like this is like there's so much like just like believe women in this movie but it's you know like 15 well it's like 13 years before sure that was like kind of a movement yeah there's so many points Um, where it's like just believe the women oh my god and then they're dying left and right because no one's fucking listening
1: (laughs) yeah like if a woman says she's women. (laughs) (laughs) If if a woman says she's scared of her husband or if a woman – if a person – like, okay, blanket rule. If a person comes to another person, if a human comes to another human and describes what their significant other is doing and it sounds like mean, cruel, worrying, or abusive behavior, you as a human should be like – you can stay here. Maybe we can call the police, but do not return home. I am willing to hear you out. Yeah, like in the... like in- just at, at, at a human level, you need to have empathy for that shit. In you the... don't just be like, well, nothing I can do. <laughs>
2: in the 70s one, Leonard Nimoy's, uh therapist character, he basically does the same thing. But like the difference there is like, A, I don't I like what he did there. But B, there's a big difference in that. The woman, he's, like, gaslighting into going back to her husband never alleged any violence, just that she felt unsafe, which is also not good. Sure. On. Don't get it twisted. No, you're, Also yes. bad. Yeah. But in this one, the woman is like, my husband just killed a dog like a fucking psychopath, and I do not feel safe here. Take uh-
1: <laughs> two of these, and yeah. if anything else happens, call me. If you feel scared again. This is, like... <laughs> she's gonna call you as soon as she walks out of the office door like like oh my god (sighs) um yeah but yes so nicole kidman is at she has been captured because she's looking for her son because her body snatched husband has taken her son hostage essentially so now they are getting him they are getting nicole kidman and uh we realize by now that um if you drink any liquid that has been thrown up into it, you will be snatched. Uh like at the dinner party.
2: Mm, right. We
1: see when all the servants throw up into the buckets. Um lots of ways to and, do this. Uh, uh Yeah.
2: Nobody's wearing masks. These are pre-COVID times. No one knows what to do.
1: A uh, simpler time. <laughs> yeah, I guess. We only had terrorism. Simpler today, but...
2: time. Um so she goes up she knows the kid is there right her kid is there she goes upstairs and they have an actually nice little like sort of callback to that they have this weird game where they just like will name a category of a thing and then go back and forth like rattling off as many versions of that as possible so they do one where it's like pickles and they go back and forth and they're like sweet and sour dill something i don't know dill is the only good pickle i forgot all the other ones um but she goes up into that room, and they have this really tense standoff where she doesn't know if he's been body snatched because she doesn't know he's immune yet, and he doesn't know if she's been body snatched. And then she's like, it's a pickle, isn't it? And he goes, what did you say? And he sounds like super... He sounds like he's been body snatched, but then it breaks, and they run up and hug each other. Um, I enjoyed that. Yeah, that was, that was a really good scene. I like that, too. That was, you know, we can the movies are not great but there are, there are a few moments that are cool there,
1: there are a few times yeah where you you know you got to give credit and that was a good piece of storytelling
2: yeah really well done right like really satisfying sort of plant and payoff stuff did not feel like shoehorned in there or anything very it sh- it
1: showed you. the one time where i'm like oh they are a mother and son <laughs>
2: Yeah, like... they have these little rituals with each other, and they know each other really well. And that's like a perfect like code word, basically, for her to do in that moment. It was really sure. like really expertly done. That part was great. Um, a standout, frankly. <laughs> scene <from> this movie. <laughs> um. So now, her and the kid are on the run together because, like, they go to leave the apartment. It's like instantly they're found out uh and she
1: gets uh she gets spewed on
2: yeah so now she's not allowed to sleep
1: Uh, can't sleep because when you sleep the the infection takes over because the infection only activates when you're in REM sleep yeah that's what they it's like there's some
2: there's some chemical that gets released in REM sleep that catalyzes this infection like these cells are dormant but then when you go into REM sleep it causes them to pop off but apparently it's sort of time delayed because like it can start, but then if you get woken up, like, you'll just wake up with a little bit of fish skin on you that you can peel off and you're fine still. (laughs) I don't know. It happens to her, like, three different times in this movie. (laughs) It's true. Um, oh, so this movie started with Nicole Kidman, like, manically going through the shelves of this sort of burnt-out convenience store that looks like it's been pretty... And she's just indiscriminately grabbing bottles of pills and like, she horks down like 30 fucking pills at once and chugs some Mountain Dew with it. Um, so, we've, we've, ro- we've gone, we've full Quentin Tarantino back to this first scene um, at this point.
1: I love, you know what, man? I have missed your breakdowns of Lizzie. Thanks. Everybody. Um, it might make it
2: sound more interesting than the movie actually was. But we're back. We're back there. She's indiscriminately looking for, like, she's grabbing fistfuls of pills and stuff. Her little kid is there with her now, we know. We, we didn't see him the first time around, but he's there too. She finds a fucking adrenaline needle and is talks to her kid and is like, Okay, if Mama falls asleep, I need you to stab her in the heart with this needle, okay? You got that, little man? Which... <laughs> I mean, to his credit, he doesn't hesitate, but he's also not a good actor, and like doesn't hesitate. Which full so, on <laughs> Quentin Tarantino, right? Yeah. Also, like that, part, that yeah, is yeah, pulp fiction. Good... That yeah. is that, that's pulp fiction cut and dry. Just a less well done version of that. And then she—I guess yeah. they've had that adrenaline needle for a while. Maybe they don't get it there. I think they've had it for a while or something because she falls. Asleep no, 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 no.
1: It's 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 at the pharmacy. Yeah, like okay. they go to this pharmacy, and Nicole and by now, like the rules of the infection are known like the kid is aware of the body snatched. The mom is aware of the body snatched. The town is being overtaken at the house, uh, at the mother's house of um, her ex-husband. We see a little Asian kid who was their friend who has been body snatched. And he is like become one of the leaders of the body snatchers. Uh He's like high up for some reason.
2: Also, I don't know if you noticed this. There's a lot of weird PSP product placement in here. Did you notice that? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> they, like, they do full-on full-frame like, full shots time. of these things like three or four times. There's a scene where both kids are just playing video games on their
1: PSP for a little bit silently. And they even t- he's like, I almost beat him. And, yeah, Nicole Kidman it's takes it. And It's yeah. one of
2: the only possessions Nicole Kidman grabs as she's running away with her kid for their lives. <laughs> it's, <laughs> it's so weird. <laughs> there weren't that many hi there think, you know
1: hi there my name is tom hanks you'll know me from several movies but on when i'm on set there's a lot of downtime thankfully i have my psp with all of these great games i never have to worry about being bored on set when i'm not on screen it was kind of
2: on par with what is the fucking what's the one that <laughs> frank has in fucking uh House of Cards because they do a really sort of weird ham fisted like oh he likes that mobile game thing I should get one of those I'm always playing on my PlayStation
1: yeah <laughs> yeah yeah it's uh
2: <sighs> it wasn't a PSB because it's too late for that but it, it, was, it was it was a different Sony handheld um,
1: um but and, and like, there's a whole scene where Nicole Kidman is on the train going to Baltimore and like the train is full of pod people and she sees all this like viscous skin in the trash and she uses it on her own skin to like mask that she's been taken right yeah and now they're at this drugstore or whatever and there's an entire room full of pod people that are like locked uh, in the room
2: they're locked in this employees only room the we see the sort of like entourage of people that comes out of it later it only looks like maybe two people in that group worked at this store. I don't know why they were all locked in there because
1: there's like in, a, the, the, okay pharmacist pharmacist assistant yeah a cop and then like maybe two shoppers maybe there's a guy there's like
2: two dudes there in full business attire there's it's i don't know it was weird. <laughs> anyway, but so there is a scene I can't remember if it's Nicole Kidman does fall asleep. I think it's after this, though. Because that adrenaline needle is, you know... Yeah, you check off she, the she finds... Needle, it come, It becomes relevant, like, ten minutes later. Um, <laughs> which I think is... So there's there's two things that happen. So she's called James Bond, told him where she is. um, And he's coming there to grab her so they can go meet up with Jeffrey Wright and figure out, like, a fucking antidote to this thing. So it's sort of... That's the end of our movie Insight far away is getting to Jeffrey Wright. So we can make some kind of immunity thing for this. And he's also with some cell of like safe people or whatever. That's our salvation. Um, James Bond comes to meet up with her. She like, she leaves the convenience store and comes back for it. So like leaves the scene and comes back and he's just there and she like hugs him and she's so thankful, but he's like emotionless cold and emotionless. She's grabbed a gun at some point from someone who was asleep on the floor in there. Um, she grabbed it off the cop bodyguard. Yeah. Now they have a really intense standoff where she, she just starts shooting random people. Well, they're not random. They're well, they're, they're pod
1: random. because like yeah. by now, James uh, Daniel Craig has become pod peopled, and yeah. he's trying to explain to her like, "There's no fear. There's no hate. There's have you no noticed all this racism stuff happening in the background of our movie. The Iraq War is over. Come on. <laughs> yeah. Like there's no rape because there's no us. There's just there's no our. There's just us." Yeah, like there's no classic, us versus them. It's all it's A classic us, so. pod
2: people pitch. They make it yeah in every one of these movies <sighs> to varying degrees of effectiveness. Uh, yeah, but she's and like she's no, like I'm good. yeah. Uh, so she shoots seven stranger pod people, um, and presumably kills them. And then James Bond is like, "Come on, you don't want to shoot me. You don't want to kill me." Or he's
1: like, he said, "Would you shoot me so easily?" Which yeah. she pops him in the leg pretty easy. So that's cool. Well,
2: she goes. She goes, no, you're right. And then aims down, right? And then just shoots him in the leg yeah. and falls over. <laughs> it's like, okay. And they run away some more. Then they end up in, like, a different store, I think. Um, maybe it's the same store. I don't know. Honestly, I watched this movie last night. The events are, the order they happen in are kind of confusing for me. She does fall You're doing a great a job. Room. She does fall asleep <laughs> in a convenience store after, I think, after the interaction with James Bond. Um. No, it's before. It's before, oh, okay. So that's when yeah. the, the little kid. So the little kid does end up having to use this adrenaline needle on her, um, and he doesn't fucking hesitate. Like he falls asleep, wakes up, realizes his mom has fallen asleep, and just like busts it out, stabs, no hesitation, way less than John Travolta hesitated, just stabs it in <laughs> the fucking heart, <laughs> gets it over with, she's back up, we're fine, we're moving.
1: He must have seen *Pulp Fiction*. I guess. Did that come out yet?
2: <laughs> oh yeah, two thousand seven. Yeah, it was definitely out. Maybe, yeah. Maybe I don't know. Maybe he's gotten up to some weird stuff when, when Nicole Kidman is. When he's on his PSP, yeah. Could you download? <laughs> could you watch YouTube on those things? Maybe I don't know. Um, he's probably that kid. It's 2007. That kid's probably seen a beheading video. Accidentally oh, or something. Fuck. I don't know. I had crazy. someone show show several to me randomly that I did not ask for. So. <laughs> He's probably got some fucked up friend at school. Um, And so after all of that happens, they continue to make a break for it.
1: They end up... It's a long chase scene that is not compelling. Yeah. She gets into
2: Daniel Craig's car. He's driving a Jag. Cool little... He's not James Bond (laughs) yet, but he would be. Um, So cool. Uh, Then... James Bond has helpfully left his phone on the driver's side uh, seat. The phone rings. Passenger side oh, seat. the passenger side seat, yeah. Phone rings. Hey, it's Jeffrey Wright, the guy we want to go to. Um, she talks to him. Jeffrey Wright is sort of like nonplussed by the fact that Daniel Craig's been turned, even though they're like best friends. <laughs> <laughs> he tells Nicole Kidman, like, okay, we're going to touch down at this building here. We got a helicopter. We can get you guys out of there. Just meet us there. Um, and then they pretty much do that. It's slightly tense. They like race up to the roof or whatever. People are hot on. Their they're heels. they're being chased
1: by pod people. And, like yeah, the pod by, people like, are jumping on the car and like it was. I thought yeah. it was going
2: to get pretty World War Z for a second. I thought they were going to do the full on like pile wall
1: of like to like yeah. fall the
2: helicopter as it was flying away. But they didn't. They didn't it really felt like that. But this is the most sort of zombie like the movie. This is the closest to, like, a zombie movie I think any of these get is, like, this mob chasing them up and them being lifted away by the military guys in the helicopter. Um, and then the movie's basically over. We get some exposition. They show Jeffrey... Re- they do a montage of, like, on the anniversary of the Patriot shuttle disaster uh, that introduced this virus thing. Now we're curing it all over the globe, basically. Then, so, you know, things are going fine. We're back to being at war with everyone. That's cool. Uh, They have this scene where Jeffrey Wright is, like, walking into a building, and there's a bunch of reporters there, and they're mobbing him, asking him questions that are just to, like, just to wrap up the story for us, so we know that everything's been taken care of. So he's like, how's the virus doing? He's like, well, we got these inoculation centers that are helping to cure people and immunize them against it, so that's all going well across the globe.
1: And how are they doing that, Alex?
2: Just like shots, right? What were they doing?
1: No, they are they put it in the helicopter oh, and they are flying they over town. Do scene of the three helicopters
2: <laughs> like... crop dusting a village with inoculations. <laughs> yeah, that was weird.
1: <laughs> and some real, like, what are they spraying type conspiracy. shit. Yeah, like,
2: isn't that how Agent Orange worked? No, oh, this is not good. <laughs> But it was dropped the same way. It it just seems like a weird... I don't know. I mean, cool if it can be effectively dispersed like that, I suppose. Oh Uh, fuck. But, like, so that's odd that they... Well, yeah, they are dispersing it. Apparently it can be dispersed via helicopter or injection. Because they say they have immunization sites. And I don't imagine they're just, like, spraying people with powder (laughs) when they get there. A light dusting. Yeah, like you have to go... (laughs) It's like a delousing chamber,
1: but with. Now there was (laughs) before Daniel Craig gets shot in the leg by Nicole Kidman, she's like making the pod people pitch and she's almost going to go for it. She's almost going to go. And then she's like, what about my son? And they're like, an immunity has no place amongst us. And that's when she's like, no, stay away from my son." And then she goes like Sarah Connor on them.
2: Doesn't she have a flashback to the badly accented Russian guy talking about human nature in that moment? Yes. Yeah. Yes. Really? That's the thing that left a mark on you? Okay. I don't know. I don't know about all that.
1: But yeah, things are basically Um, fine. Jeffrey
2: Wright has a sort of ominous line where something like they ask, ask, he's like, we're people again. Yeah. They ask, these reporters ask really redundant questions. So like the first one is like, how are things going fighting the virus? He's like, we got it mostly eradicated. And then there's a th- second question that I don't remember. And the third question was, is the virus eradicated now? And he goes, look around you. Check out any newspaper. We're as human as ever for better or worse. And something like that. You know. Which implies what, Alex? What's that implying? Yeah, that we reinvaded Iraq after this, I guess. I don't know. <laughs>
1: Yeah, it is absolutely implying that, like, humans are set to destroy. All they know is, you like, know, like... apparently So apparently
2: the events of this played out in a year, and it changed nothing about society writ large.
1: And, <laughs> like, the entire world... So first off, we have a cure to this disease. We survived an alien invasion... And yeah, in a year, no one told, oh, well, gotta we go back to, we didn't learn these. This, this is another
2: one, one of those movies that we're watching, like, after having, you know, lived through the heights of, and now with sort of this endemic, uh, pandemic going on. <laughs> the, the idea <laughs> that they would marshal that kind of a response in, like, a month? No, that's the most sci-fi aspect of this whole movie. Correct. <laughs> like, everyone just... Cooperates against the threat, <laughs> okay. Come on,
1: <laughs> yeah. I doubt it. Please, no one
2: Alex Jones would be up there being like, They're dropping this purple powder, we don't know what. It <laughs> is. I, really, was never, I was never, I was never a pod person. I'm like, a real human. You think I'm a pod
1: person? It's like
2: he'd be like, The same way he caught COVID five times or whatever, he'd be like, Well, I got body snatched again. <laughs> <laughs> don't remember anything from last week <laughs> oh that's also a really that's the hand wavy thing they do too is like they ask we like what happened to all the victims and like well anyone who gets inoculated come back but uh but they don't remember anything that happened because the because brain the, the, basically the, asleep the, it.
1: the brain experiences it like they were asleep
2: yeah which okay cool i mean i guess that's a an easy way to be like so you know all your loved ones that tried to kill you and stuff. No one remembers that, so that's fine. No hard no, feelings. No, there's
1: no traumatic events for anyone, except for Nicole
2: Kidman. She remembers everyone in her life, everything. Her. <laughs> I know, like, and she just lives with that little kid that wanted to murder her. Now, she like adopted yeah, like him a, a, for some adopted son. Yeah, that,
1: um, well, because yeah. his family were you know potted and dead.
2: Yeah, but why? Did her, and the, did him and Nicole Kidman have like a special bond? He was just kind of there and menacing her. I don't, and he's like friends with her son, I guess.
1: I mean, before that, yeah, they were just friends. So, you know. they
2: would be like, I don't know. Like, it'd be like if you adopted me when I had living relatives. <laughs> <It'd be> weird. <laughs>
0: Yeah, I mean, it's uh, uh I mean adopted me and I had
2: like still had living relatives like <laughs> close by in the country.
1: <laughs> you know, this movie doesn't make a lot of sense. Like there's a lot of things that I mean, we just described it and there's a lot of moments that I'm sure people are like, well, that doesn't sound good or like, well, that sounds weird. And they would be right.
2: I'm sure there's some of this that is maybe recalling events out of order that might add to the confusion, but in general... the Not movie really. Like not no, like you,
1: you've movie pretty movie much you, you've yeah. pretty
2: much nailed it. Um, I just, I'm totally willing to accept that maybe not everything, you know. But the movie, yeah, it plays out in sort of confusing ways and the tone is kind of not matched by the events of the movie or like really just like misses the market times. It really, uh, they made it too serious. Yeah. They went way too hard in the serious direction and they didn't like, they didn't hit that mark. So you could tell that like they, they wanted it, it to be really dark, but it's like too campy at times to do that.
1: Right. Like even in 1978, there are no jokes in that, but it still never takes itself entirely seriously it's not yeah. like black and white with no soundtrack or you know it's not having, like having, a like, heavy piece of drama
2: i feel like there is like so i think children of men has the most iconic one but there was this trend around that time of like we're just gonna have people get hit by cars really out of nowhere in super jarring ways right and that's like how you oh sure be watching like a gritty dark movie like, right and so they did that. I was like, oh yeah, I know exactly what they're. <laughs> I like I children can... of men
1: though.
2: Yeah. I mean, no, that one's great. That's that one's... the best example of, cause that one, you sort of, re- you know, you see the truck coming from behind and it's shot really expertly. This one is just a car, like a fast moving car out of right field, <laughs> like out of right frame, just comes in and hits this woman. And conveniently she lands behind a pillar. So you don't have to look at like. <laughs>
1: <laughs> the gore. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that would be left. Yeah. Um So where does this spot, so where does the Invasion fall for you out of the 4?
2: Uh okay, so we said three-way tie for first for the other three,
1: but for different <laughs> it's reasons. You said three-way tie for first. This yeah. one's
2: last, I guess. This one so is So second place? The fourth place.
1: <laughs> oh <laughs> Actually fifth,
2: cuz the I would put the faculty also in a first place ranking
1: for again for different okay. reasons than the
2: previous three. This movie is fifth. <laughs> okay.
1: All right, so which movie? Okay, so out of all these four. Actually, I think I would put the 90s one in second
2: place against The Faculty because those movies have similar vibes to me, but I think The Faculty is more fun.
1: So when it comes to pod people, like Invasion of the Body Snatchers, what was your favorite aspect of each film?
2: Hmm. Um. I don't know, 50s one is just like solid classic sci-fi. Doesn't make a ton of sense, but it's a good time. And love seeing that, you know, film noir style to it. That was really cool. 70s the, one, Dutch yeah, and the, the Dutch angles. the yeah. like, Shadow interplay and stuff. And there's a bit of a, I don't know, they do a really good job like building up uh, a bit of suspense in a, in a short run time in a really cool way. I like that one a lot. That was, that was fun. The 70s one, like really... Not as good as The Thing, but like a remake in a similar vein where we take like kind of a fun concept and then like actually pull it off pretty well in a much better way. The 90s one, fun time, honestly, (laughs) I would say. Uh, But maybe not as fun as The Faculty for me, which I know we didn't officially watch, but it's impossible not to think about with these. Uh, And then the 2007 one, I did not like. I just That's the only one where I was like, "Mm, no, I don't. That was a mixture of confused and angry at various points in this movie. (laughs) (laughs) That's fair. Uh, I don't know. That scene with the, okay, the pickle scene where they reunite, really good. That was the, I think probably the best thing about that movie was that one scene. Okay. Um, I don't know. These were surprisingly, you know, three out of four had a really good time with. Four out of five if you count the faculty, even though we didn't officially watch it. That honestly True. pretty good. 75 to 80%, like positive. Yeah, I'm surprised.
1: Uh, I'm going to. So, as far as, yeah, like 75%, 1, 2, and 3, like 56, 78, and 93, really solid. Which you and I have seen yeah. movies that have had, like, the first one was great, the second one sucked, or the first one sucked, the second one was great. This is like man this has been executed in three different decades and really good for that decade like yeah I
2: was expecting the you 90s know? one to be an absolute stinker and for the 2000s one to be okay to be okay uh nope you know how to reverse i guess
1: so when it comes to invasion of the body snatchers alex um where would you put it? Like, before you, before we started this whole thing, you had never seen it. And you're, like, a big sci-fi guy. You're, like, a big, like, campy horror dude. Where would you put the Invasion of the Bodies? Because by now, you, I mean, you're pretty much an expert. Like, all you need to do is read the book and you've run the gamut, right? Yeah. Like. In one way or another, you and I have become the most educated people to talk about these movies. Minus the book, yeah. Minus the book. right. Min- minus the book. So where 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 does this fall in your like spectrum of favorite sci-fi things like Death, like Death Race and uh, yeah. The Thing, oh. and <laughs> you know, you know like about where about Death Race movie?
2: Honestly, this might sound kind of surprising. The saying that I basically just like really enjoyed four out of five of these movies. But I actually don't think that this body snatcher scenario has that much gas in it. Um, I don't think it's. I think it's. I think it's a, it was a fun novel concept, like once or twice. But it's basically just a zombie movie with different rules. After that, uh, so I don't like. I had fun with these movies, but the '70s. one like, in terms of just like sci-fi stuff, I think I like the. 50s one more a little more fun the 70s one was like pretty good but mostly just okay for me like the thing is way better there's a lot of better sci-fi from that era I think out there it's I just don't I'm not in love with the sort of story overall it's I
1: think that the 78 is the quintessential version yeah probably yeah of of the body snatchers um that being said you know, three out of four slash five ain't bad. And uh, yeah. I, I would you reboot or deboot? Do you think they could do this better? Is there another? Is there, it's 2023 now. We haven't seen this done since 2007. Is there a <laughs> 15 Years. That's the cycle, yeah, right? There are about. <laughs> <laughs> so, is there a, like body snatchers? He, can who like uh, Dreamcast it right? We'll get Blumhouse
2: and make it really creepy or something. <laughs> the I, terrible Del Toro is fucking you. No, not really. I don't. I don't know who I would have. the Cronenberg would be upsetting. Probably. <laughs> <laughs> you don't want to see no you, like Alex Cronenberg way.
1: I, I, <laughs> I know you don't want to see a
2: Cronenberg version of this movie. <laughs> yeah, or Del Toro. I don't know, like or
1: Shyamalan, like servant. Oh god,
2: I don't need another servant in my (laughs) servant style TV show (laughs) in my life, or whatever the fuck this is gonna be. I tried watching some of that knock at the cabin door or whatever thing that he. I don't know. I got derailed. I can tell you how that ends. Maybe we'll do that later. Um, Okay. (laughs) uh, I don't know. Honestly. If Look, if they make another one, I'm going to see it. I don't think we need any more, though. I'm Frankly, I'm amazed with the batting average of this sort of collection of five. And I don't know how much longer that streak goes. I'm not sure, like, who I would... <laughs> the it's power... rare. Who's the Power Rangers company? Maybe they grab this up. Who's Saban? This? <laughs> Saban.
1: Maybe Saban does it. <laughs> it is... I mean, okay, so you were correct. The Invasion of the Body Snatchers does not have a lot of gas. It is a miracle. It has lasted as long as it has. but And it's a miracle that 56, 78, uh, 93 had really good movies for their time of this concept. But 2007 starts to show the cracks. And I think that you now have to get further away, right? Like, it, we already have 56 that laid the groundwork. We have 78 that's, like, the quintessential version. We have 93, which was, like, a refreshed version. The Invasion was trying to, like, oh, we're going to show a cure, and we're going to have a then and it's going to be bleh. How, like, if you do that one more level removed, you basically have The Last of Us, right?
2: Yeah, this one was, like, in last of us territory if they didn't do that weird wrap up at the end where they go psych actually everything's fine uh it could easily become the last of us sure i don't maybe they do a sequel kind of spiritual successor where humans are gonna take the fight to space and we gotta send one guy into the pod people well i guess they won't look like humans I don't know. We'll figure this well, out later. The, but he's they're planet go, like, dead. It. Like
1: they're 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 oh, spores on the cosmic thing. wind. Mm, yeah. yeah.
2: I was gonna say, like you have a human go there and he's gotta suppress his emotion and assassinate the pod king or something, and we get the robot like, kill- because he acts without emotion anyway. Yeah, I, uh... But I don't know. I don't think I feel like the only the sort of the way these are working is that you pick like sort of a novel, either like relationship between the main characters. So like in the first one, they're kind of like ex lovers. Like what would have, you know, what could have been, um, kind of thing. In the second one, they're kind of the same thing. The third one is no, a and, and the
1: that... second one it's like hidden love. It's yeah. like like friendship. It's like uh, friendship it's love masking as friendship.
2: Same vibes, I guess. Like in the original one, she is. M- has been married but she's divorced now or something right yeah um, and they you know they used to date and they get back together pretty quickly And the second one it's like her husband's still alive but he gets potted so sort of you know t- take care of that messiness <laughs> and the third one it's like a family unit that focuses on the kids and then the fourth one it's like a family unit focusing on the mom and the son i don't maybe they keep on moving it around like that but i just I don't, I don't know if you could pick like sort of a novel group of people and situation for them to be in. I feel like at a certain point, you're just... I don't know. This is too zombie adjacent for it not to... So just turn into zombie movies with slightly different rules. He,
1: so here it is. So in 2007... So in 56, you know, blah, blah, blah. And then in 78, we had Kevin McCarthy as a cameo, right? Mm-hmm. Then in The Invasion... We had uh Veronica Cartwright, mm. so now in the next one, we have to have uh Gabriella Arnoir,
2: oh, as a cameo in that one like
1: that. yeah, <laughs> I have to got to or force um, or yeah, well, he dies. he commits suicide,
2: oh, right, I mean, you um, know, they're not playing the same character because Veronica Cartwright isn't playing the character from the fifties, right?
1: That's true, that's true. But she still had like she is the first one to bring the menace in the same way that uh, Kevin McCarthy in seventy eight he's the lunatic like they're coming for us we're gonna be you know like yeah um, Yeah. honestly I don't know how yeah I I, in twenty twenty three I don't know how we take Invasion of the Body Snatchers and we bring it to a new audience that hasn't already been thoroughly well-traveled now. All, you know I, like, th- I think like, the gas is out of the tank.
2: If they make another one, I'll watch it. Maybe <sighs> we're wrong. And maybe the 2007 one is like the exception to the rule, which is these movies are generally pretty fun and good. I don't know. It could. We're fully through the looking glass
1: here at this point. I really don't know what to do with this. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so, well, <laughs> when it comes to Invasion of the Body Snatchers, then, Alex, how has this journey been for you? from start to finish
2: surprisingly pleasant especially these last two well i had a good time watching these last two the last one was not good but the 90s one really sort of blew my socks off in a fun way and put a lot of wind in my sails that carried me through this 2007
1: one all right uh so when it comes to invasion of the body statures alex are you gonna reboot or deboot and like
2: oh that's a debut i don't think we need any more of these (laughs) like i said i can't imagine them being Continuing to be okay to good. I don't know.
1: (laughs) Yep. Um I'm gonna have to go. I'm I'm gonna deboot to save it. Yeah. Yeah, the mercy boot. Check out fifty six, check out seventy-eight, check out ninety-three. They're all different, they're all good. Don't watch the invasion.
2: Yeah. It's not even like I don't know. There are there are moments of it that are like so bad it's good kind of, but not enough to keep you going through the whole thing.
1: Yeah. Um yeah just avoid it uh well alex do you have any uh this was great getting back together um <laughs> hope we uh hope we get together next week uh you know we've had some you, know, you had to work and i was sick and then you were sick and yeah. it was a horrible thing but I'm, I'm glad to be back in the saddle Busyness, yeah. um But yeah, so do you have any uh, final words for our audience, our hearers? Just imagine me doing the unpleasant pod
2: scream. I don't want to do it, but that's just pretend like that's what I did.
1: Then we will see you guys next week. I tell you, there's something on that island that no white man has ever seen.
0: Well, we better get going. I wonder, will we ever see each other again? Who knows? God willing, we'll all meet again in Spaceballs, too, to search for more money. Kawabunga.